Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Now, here's the host of WP Tonic, Jonathan Dinwood and John Locke. Welcome to WP Tonic, episode 170. Today, our topic is, what's the value of participating in the WordPress community or any web community? And before we get into today's episode, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Liquid Web. Liquid Web has been known for years as a managed hosting company with tons of options. But recently, they've designed a managed WordPress offering that's perfect for mission-critical sites. If you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptime, and incredible support, Liquid Web is the partner that you've been looking for. Every Liquid Web managed WordPress customer also has iThemes Sync integrated into their management portal, allowing you to update several sites with a single touch. So if you sign up today using the discount code WPTONIC33, you'll get a 33% discount for the next six months. Visit liquidweb.com slash WordPress to get started and use that code WPTONIC33. And with that, we're going to start the show. We're going to let the panel introduce themselves. It's uh, it's just uh, three of us today. So uh, just go around. Sally, who are you? All right. My name is Sally Getch, and my business is WP Fangirl. I do mainly um, custom theme development on the Genesis framework, and I'm also the organizer of the East Bay WordPress meetup group in Oakland, California. Very good. And Jonathan, who are you? Yeah, before I do that, John, I just ah. want to I just want to say that um, I've been using iTheme Sync for our um, WP Tonic websites, and it really it's really slick, folks. So yeah. I use it myself. It's 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 pretty nice. Yeah, it's really folks. So I'm um, introducing myself. I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're maintenance, WordPress support. We're your trusted partner. Try to give us a go. Yes, definitely. And I'm John Locke. My business is Lockdown Design, and I provide custom WordPress development and local SEO for Blue Collar Industries. Uh, so before we get into today's main topic, we have just a couple news stories uh, that are out there. Perhaps the, the big one uh, is people who use Cloudflare, uh, there was a memory leak caused by a parser bug, and, and this is uh, being called like cloud bleed. Um, they basically affected about 34, a little bit over 3,400 sites, um, but it is patched now. Um, but one, a couple things uh, that we need to do uh, is if you have a... Uh, if you have a site that's using that, you need to change your, your WP config salts. Um, Sally, um, any thoughts on this? Uh, do, you, do you have stuff on uh, Cloudflare? And I have practically everything on Cloudflare. Mm. Uh, and in, in fact, one of my uh, clients was experiencing some problems with her site, which manifested as certain errors in, in Cloudflare. And so when I saw the email about that, I'm like, ah, I bet that's what it was because Cloudflare disabled some of its features 
while they were fixing this bug. So yeah, I, I now have a, a a bunch of sites that I go, need to go and and um, change the salts for. I was I was just having a uh, uh, having a check on whether that's something that can be done with um, iTheme security, which I have also have installed on most of my sites. And yes, it can. Not that it's so difficult to do it manually, but there are a couple of hosts where they're not real fond of having you get at the uh, WP config file. Well, yeah, for security reasons, for sure. But yes, I definitely, I think security can can change the salts uh, for you. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, you know, for people who don't understand what Cloudflare does, you know, what what basically uh, do people use it for? And, and why, um, you know, is this, did this like small uh, data leak like even happen? Well, people will use it for all kinds of things. Um, some people use it sort of mainly for DNS management. Uh, and uh, the reason that I like to use it, uh, there are a couple of things. One is that, you know, there are a ton of bots out there sort of sucking up your traffic by by hitting your site. And some of them are trying to, to break in and it's a, you know, brute force issue. And some of them are just sort of, God only knows what they're out there doing. But um, so having stuff, Cached through Cloudflare uh, helps with that because it, it reduces the, the actual demands on your own site. Uh, they do various other kinds of caching, which will speed up your delivery. They have a new um, service for uh, caching JavaScript, which you have to be careful. It's not compatible with WooCommerce and some other things, um, but it can make a big uh, speed difference in your site. Uh, and they also have some added uh, security issues, so you can get uh, free HTTPS through Cloudflare. So there's lots of good reasons to use it, uh, and many uh, many companies, large and small, do use it. And so this was something that uh, you know potentially could have affected an awful lot of, of sites. Yeah, definitely. Thoughts on this, Jonathan? Do you have anybody on Cloudflare? No, we use. KCDN, which is a more traditional CDN. Cloudflare is not really a CDN in no. the traditional sense of the word, where the idea is to keep your assets in a bunch of different places in order to deliver them faster to, to people who live closer to those servers. You can do some of that, though, can't it? It's sort of, uh, but it's yeah, it's 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 more as a sort of um, caching and, and performance layer that I use it, and I've considered also adding KeyCDN in um, on some sites. I've been really very happy with them, John. It's a really lovely interface. Um, works. You have to do a bit of reading. It's not totally evident. Um, I should go back to it and sit and recheck everything. But I've been very happy with it. I run that. I run um, Tonic and um, Wireless site on it. Yep. So I I have just a couple sites that I use uh, uh, Cloudflare for 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 C name flattening, and um, so basically, you know, I'm just going through and. and change the salts uh, on those. Um, so, yeah, it, it didn't affect a lot of uh, things, but if you do have sites that run on Cloudflare, uh, you know, we're going to link up an article that WordFence uh, talked about, uh, you know, how to clean that up. We'll also link up the original post from Cloudflare in the show notes later. 
Uh, second news story that we wanted to touch is from the tavern. And uh, it, we kind of just mentioned this a couple of weeks ago too, but but this is worth revisiting. Uh, the WordPress core editor team has published a UI prototype for Gutenberg, which is an experimental block-based editor. And as Matt Mullenweg said in the State of the Word this year, uh, one of the three areas that they want to focus on is is improving the editor, because as we've noted like several times, uh, it, the uh, people expect it to kind of work like Microsoft Word, like they expect to see like what's in the in the the WordPress editor show up on the page. Um, so this there there's a lot of other like improvements that are in here, but uh, you know, Sally, thought thoughts on Gutenberg. Um, I, you know, I tried it out as soon as I found out about it, and um, I like it quite a bit uh, so far. I mean, they, they didn't have very much of it actually working, um, but there's, you know, there's been a lot of discussion and, and issues about, you know, as it stands, it's not very accessible. You can't move between blocks with a tab key, for instance, um, and, you know, so people are trying to en engage in, you know, testing it themselves and doing some user testing and uh, finding out what's confusing to people. Uh, you know, how obvious is it when you look at the page that you can edit it? And, you know, I'm assuming that you get to that page by clicking something that says edit. So, so there is a cue that's not on the page that tells you that, but it's true. It's, it's not quite, uh, it's not quite clear. Um, so I would, I would definitely recommend that any, everybody, you know, go and test it and leave some comments on the, uh, on the post in the make WordPress, uh, blog about it, you know, see what it's like for you. But it, it seemed to me much nicer. It, it reminded me a bit of, uh, writing on medium, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very interested to, to see where it goes. I, I think it will seem a little more, uh, like what, uh, the average user is accustomed to, although, um, you know, I, I saw one person uh, complain that, you know, this would, this would never pass the, the mom test that, that, you know, his mom would expect to see like all the options kind of laid out in a, uh, in a ribbon, which you, you normally do in something like word. Uh, I, but uh, so, you know, I, I'm, glad that they're working on it. I imagine it will evolve quite a bit before it, it gets implemented in any way. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, it does look like it's in the early stages. Uh, there do need to be, I mean, it, like I said, it's, it's early stages on this. It does remind me of Medium a lot. Uh, they probably took a lot of inspiration from that. Um, Jonathan, thoughts on this? Is this a step in the right direction? Yeah, I thought it was great. I agree with Sally and yourself. It, they've copies, I don't sure it's the right word, influenced by medium, which I don't think is a bad idea, is it, John? Um, I think their editors, one of their key selling points. It'd just be interesting in to see where they draw the boundary between page editing and page building. And it kind of, in some ways, seems term... I'm looking for the right way to describe... Niggly? But there, I, I feel there's a clear boundary between being able to do basic, basic edits clearly and easily and 
trying to build a whole website or pages. Yeah. Did that make, did that make any sense, John? You, you made perfect sense. And I, I think that uh, it seems pretty clear with Gutenberg that they're just focusing on what is the content and how to edit the content with it. Um, you know, so this is about your page and what's, you know, what's on in this particular page or post versus the overall, I mean, you don't even see the rest of the layout of your site in that editor. You don't see what the, you know, so uh, it's not about, okay, let's tweak the, you know, the header and the footer and the sidebar and the background and the, 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 the whatnot. It's about, you know, how can we edit the content in this page or post? And I, I really do hope they do some of the things like Jackie, our panelist, suggested where you could link the editor to a more the style sheet. You know, it's the designer, developer, as or the theme producer as produced. I, I wish there was more kind of communication between those. So yeah, well, this is a front end editor basically, so it's pulling in the the style sheet of the theme while you're working, which is certainly an advantage. Yeah, I think it, it looked. I didn't have time to test it like Sally has a bit. But I think it's been a really good start, don't you, John? Yeah, I think it's off to a good start, and uh, I, I would love to see like the progress that they make on this uh, as time goes on. Uh, one interesting thing to note is 90% of the code that is powering Gutenberg is JavaScript. So this this is a more uh, of you know the direction that the WordPress, the code base itself, is moving toward. Uh, perhaps becoming more reliant on JavaScript. So, uh, so last news story that we have is from Chris Lemmis' blog, and this is should I use the WordPress Jetpack plugin on my site? And basically, this is just a review uh, once more of of uh, the ever you know uh, controversial Jetpack plugin. Basically, a bundle of, of lots of smaller plugins, modules that people can use to uh, perhaps get a basic site up and running. A lot of things are in there, um, and it, it, one of the things that he puts in there is is addressing, you know, is it uh, will Jetpack slow down your site? Um, and he says it depends, you know, and he uses a, a, a case of the adding like the extra CSS. And if you used another plugin to do that, it would do the same thing. Uh, again, it's like all about the modules. You give some alternatives if you don't want to use Jetpack. Uh, Sally, thoughts on this article? I think it made good points. I mean, the, you know, it's, it's interesting because the CSS argument is, is now um, irrelevant because the CSS, custom CSS in Jetpack has been moved into the customizer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can add a bunch of custom CSS with, without, in fact, using Jetpack or any other uh, plugin. And, you know, if you have thousands of lines of it, it, it will slow things down. I mean, there are things that will slow WordPress down and it doesn't matter where they uh, come from. Uh, so... You know, I I think Jetpack may have uh, a worse rap in some areas than it deserves. But I'm really sorry Lee Jackson isn't here to uh, respond to this. Jonathan, thoughts? yeah, it is a shame that he isn't here. I just I've got to blatantly admit to the audience I <clears throat> I put the article in because it's a great article, um, but it also enabled me to plug our great 
interview with Chris on there Wednesday. So it's a blatant um, um, plug for that, folks. Um, um, Chris came on the show on Wednesday um, for almost over an hour and a half. You can see all the interview on um, WP Tonic's website and on the Facebook page. And um, he was at his best, wasn't he, John? Well, definitely. Uh, both Chris and AJ Morris uh, from Liquid Web were fielding questions, uh, both from our panel, uh, Sally and, and Lee Jackson were both there, uh, and also from the, the people that were watching the webinar. Uh, so definitely that's something to go check out. Um, you know, I, I, Jetpack, the, the one thing that he addressed in this article, I mean, a lot of this is, uh, you know, comparing the Jetpack modules to ex other yeah. solutions that exist as plugins. The one thing that, that I would say uh, that you have to consider when using uh, Jetpack at this point is it does require like a WordPress.com uh, account. So, um, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, Akismet is the same, the same way, uh, but it will, uh, require you to have like one additional login. So, you it, know, if it's really, um, it's really down to this whole, it's a more of a philosophy, um, do you think a one all-purpose Swiss Army knife type of solution that offers a coherent interface is really the appropriate solution? Or do you feel a more installing more specialised focus plugins that might have very different setting interfaces, but have the benefit of a a focus mission where if you've got a Swiss Army knife, they're dealing with a lot of different factors. It really depends what you feel down to philosophy is the best solution, isn't it, John? Well, yeah, definitely. And and again, with Jetpack, I mean, you're, I mean, there, there are pros and cons to it. I mean, you wouldn't want to enable all the modules. I mean, that's something that you do have to watch. I think it gives you suggested modules that are uh, kind of activated when you first install it. I use Jetpack on, on uh, my own site and some of my client sites. And mostly I use it for things like the site stats, uh, the the sharing buttons and uh, the publicized feature and a lot of the other things I don't really use all that much. Um, but if you were inclined to do that, you certainly could. Uh, there are, you know, some things in there that, that are, are good, uh, you know, so, but definitely I think when it comes down to it, I use it for the features I use it for uh, and the rest of the features that may be bundled in it, but I think are, you know, better, uh, represented in other plugins, I use those plugins to do it. So uh, there you go. Uh, definitely, one other thing that he calls back is if if you um, uh, if you're using Jetpack, but you maybe want to get just some of the slim down features, there is a plugin out there not associated with automatic. But it's called Slim Pack. 
which is a lightweight uh, Jetpack plugin. So that's definitely something to check out too. Uh, you know, and with that, I think we're going to go to our break. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking our main topic, which is what's the value of participating in the WordPress community? We'll see you after the break. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back from the break, and now we've got a fourth guest uh, on the panel. <laughs> yes, this is BC. Can't have a show go by without an appearance from BC. Yeah. For, the, for, for those who would be listening on the podcast, like Sally's cat is uh, just... Yeah, she's right there. She's she's head buttoner. My dog does that too. That's like how she gives hugs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so diving right into it. So Jonathan, you were you've been involved with the um, you know the, the the you know the meetups there in in Nevada, and Sally, you run the East Bay uh, meetup. Uh, you know. Sally, like in, in your opinion, what what is the big value of of inter, you know being a part of the meetups, being a part of the word camps and stuff like that? Right. Um, so there are a bunch of different uh, things, but you know, meeting and and uh, hanging out with people who share interests with you is certainly one of them, uh, and those connections play out in a in a number of different ways. But, you know, one of the things that being the organizer of the meetup has, has done for me is really forced me to learn a bunch of stuff because, you know, I have to teach it to other people. So it's improved my abilities um, as a speaker and as a, uh, and uh, as somebody who, who works with WordPress, uh, you know, eventually, you know, some of that became actual development in the, in the beginning, it was much more implementation type stuff. Uh, it's introduced me to to a bunch of people. It has ultimately uh, brought me work of various kinds and enabled me to bring work to some other people uh, and find people to work with on uh, different kinds of, of projects. Um, so it's got a lot of uh, it's got a lot of different benefits over time, which is uh, you know we were just having a, a presentation this uh, last week about. Uh, you know, building your business. And one of the key points the presenter was making is, you know, you need a network, you need to develop a network. And uh, that uh, this is not, you know, and it's it's not necessarily very useful to go to quote networking events, unquote, where everybody is out there just, you know, trying to hand as many people their business cards as, as possible. It's much better to get involved in something like a meetup or, you know, where, where people have shared interests and get to know you over time. And then, you know, may have a, a reason to recommend you to somebody. And, you know, the people that I've met in the WordPress community over time not only have helped me out with a ton of things. I mean, I've had meetup members like help me when I was stuck on something. Um, and 
uh, you know, but also have sent business my way once they've kind of gotten to know what it is that I do that maybe they don't do or they're too busy to do. Um, so I would I would absolutely uh, advise it. I think the community is one of the great strengths of WordPress. Occasionally, it's one of the great weaknesses of WordPress, but on the whole, um, you know, I would say get involved. You know, get involved with your. A local meetup group if, if you have one and, and find other uh, other places to connect with people who do WordPress. So Jonathan, um, you know, in your experiences uh, with being involved uh, with the meetups and, and stuff like that, uh, you, it, what benefits have you gotten from that? What, what benefits have, have you gotten from being involved, uh, you know, with WordCamps and meetups? Well, funny enough, that's where I'm out met my old co-host Bill Conrad and he he actually persuaded me to start a podcast John so um he said he said I'm, I'm into podcasting and WordPress join me John and I uh, thought why not you know but so that's the example you know of the benefits of going to a, a local WordPress meetup isn't it John but um, I think all the things that Sally outlined were fantastic. You know, obviously, some people would say, you know, what's the purpose of going to a meeting where um, you're not marketing to your target audience? But, you know, if you do start to specialise or they people get to know what specific area that you that you like doing there's always the chance of them referring or if they're really busy i would imagine they would prefer to um send any overload to a trusted source rather than just sending a um a possible client which they just haven't gotten the bandwidth to deal with to just go to a general freelancing marketplace john so and then you get all the benefits of speakers. I think, you know, some speakers can really open your eyes. Um, presentations can. And then it, and then you got all the bigger side of the meetups actually work, work into the infrastructure of the WordCamps, don't you, John? Yeah, definitely. I would I would say um, just from um, my like little bit of experience, uh, you know, last year just helping with the WordCamp uh, in, here in Sacramento, that uh, you know people tend to you know turn to you uh, to ask questions if if you're a deeper part of the community, um, if you're a more visible uh, you know part, and that doesn't mean necessarily that you you know have to be on the meetup team or anything like that. But if you like show up consistently at meetups, then people, you know, find out what you're good at. They, you get to know the other people in the meetup, you know, who to refer work to uh, people know who to refer to you. Uh, Sally, you know, what's as far as that, you know, like observing the different people in the meetup, do you, do you find like there's a lot of that facilitation of people referring work to each other if they get stuck or, Got unmute. Got unmute. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know the cat and the. That's okay. That's okay. 
uh, anyway, um, yeah, there's quite a bit of it that uh, that happens over time. And you know, I encourage people. Every every meetup group has a has a you know a mailing list and a, a discussion board. And I, I encourage people if they have um, jobs and need to hire somebody to post that on the meetup list. And you know, I have recruiters get in touch with me via LinkedIn, and um, you know, I will post uh, their jobs on the on the meetup list. Uh, and other things that I, you know, hear about that are just, you know, not appropriate for me, um, or that I, you know, don't have time to, uh, to do. So I, you know, I try to en- encourage people to, you know, realize, yeah, you have this great resource of uh, people out there who have a, a wide variety of talents, you know, the designers, the developers, the, the people who create content, um, you know, the people who may have, uh, you know, background on, on uh, you know, other platforms that you need. Uh, and uh, so, you know, there's quite a bit of that. So people, you know, people do ask questions and, and reach out to each other for, uh, for help. So, John, Jonathan, did you find that as well when you, uh, you know, were active in the, the Nevada meetup that, that uh, you got to know, like, you know, who was good at what and, and other people, uh, knew who in the meetup they could, uh, you know, refer, refer different like specialties to. <laughs> um, what well, the reason I'm hesitating, in folks, is um, you got to understand this Reno really. It it's isolated, even though it's only three hour two not two to three hours drive to sacramento but in the winter um it can be rather more isolated because you're probably not going to want to drive to sacramento in a storm um so and it's also linked to the attitudes that well it was it still is hosted in the Reno Collective, which is a well known co working um building in Reno folks and um a great place to work if you're a freelancer. So some of the WordPress freelancers that were based there did come and attend. Um the actual small group of agencies, digital agencies, they had a slightly different attitude. They weren't very um, encouraging that. Um, they tried to keep their distance from WordPress and from the WordCamps to some extent, John. You bring up a really interesting point because that's something you said right at the tail end there is something that I think that I've experienced here in Sacramento and um, where there's a certain core, there's certain like agencies and people that will be involved with uh, the WordPress meetup and the WordCamp because the WordPress community, that seems to be like one type of web community in each city. Uh, but there are other communities as well. There are like startup communities and, you know, maybe like general web developer, JavaScript, you know, these different types of communities. And um, for whatever reason, this seems to be like in a lot of cities, there's the hardcore WordPress people. And then here's all the other people that, that build sites with WordPress. 
and are making you know hundreds of thousands of dollars for their web agency each year, but they don't come to these meetups and they don't learn. They and for whatever reason, um, Sally, have you experienced that in the East Bay as well? Um, not as much as uh, that sort of thing. I think people who aren't willing to get involved tend to just not show up that much. I I haven't seen too many cases where, um, you know, there there are people who, you know, they're sort of just trying to sell or they don't want to, you know, they don't want to share the available work or, or that kind of thing. Because, you know, and, and nobody likes them. Uh, and, uh, you know, now that we're, when, when you actually become part of the official, like, WordPress community and and have mm-hmm. the WordPress Foundation sponsor your meetup. They make you go through this, you know, training to talk about you know inclusiveness and and sharing and and uh, making everybody welcome and and certain kinds of of things that are and aren't appropriate regarding sponsors, regarding speakers, regarding you know, et cetera, and and so on. And and pretty much all of that was stuff we were already uh, doing. I'm trying to, you know, get more people involved in kind of choosing uh, what we talk about and, uh, you know, who else is there. And, and uh, there's somebody who's going to set up a sort of additional uh, group for kind of more advanced uh, topics that maybe meets at another time. Um, but, uh, you know, it's you will find people anywhere who they don't seem to have the, you know, the, what people think of as, you know, the community spirit or their sort of open source spirit of, of sharing stuff. And I think ultimately they deprive themselves as much as they do other people. Well, I agree that, uh, you know, in, in, in what we think of as the WordPress community is kind of like the hardcore people that you see on uh, manage WP and leaving comments on the tavern and torque or the people who watch podcasts like this um, or the people who, who keep up with, you know, all that sort of thing. And there's a, there's a whole, you know, section of people that just use the technology uh, to build stuff and they don't really get involved with the community. They don't necessarily, you know, keep up with what plugins are coming out or, you know, what's going on in core or anything like that. Um, and it's really hard to try and, you know, sell them, I guess, on the on the concept that like, hey, you use this tool, like we'd love you to be part of this community. Like, how do we get you involved? Um, you know, in, in the East Bay, do you, do you guys go out of your way to, to try and pull people in or do people just kind of do the people that are going to be part of the community just seem to be attracted to you? Um, you know, I haven't done that much to try to really market the meetup and you know I sometimes wonder if I should we have about a thousand people who are actually sort of you know part of the meetup group and on the on the list but uh, you know any given meetup rarely has more than 30 people attending um, you know, and, and we do get people, you know, joining pretty much all the time. Uh, this last time our, our speaker was from uh, San Francisco and brought in, you know, a number of people who regularly go to the San Francisco meetup, uh, you know, came to our meetup and, you know, they don't come that often. It's, you know, San Francisco to Oakland is not very far, but you'd be surprised what a, what a great distance it is in people's minds. Yeah. 
um, you know, and I used to go to the SF uh, meetup, but then I, I lived close to the BART and it was easy to get there. And, and now, you know, it's an hour and a half drive mm-hmm. on a weeknight and no, <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, not worth it. Yeah. Uh, not, not on a regular basis. Yeah. I also think people can understand this and I'd be interested to see if John and Sandy agrees with me. Um, I always think meetups and if a meetup is supported enough, it can then organise and run a word camp. And I think the Sacramento um, WordPress community have done a fantastic job with the previous two Sacramento word camps. And I think they were fantastic, John. Um I, I want to give like a shout out to, you know, Jennifer Bourne has really been the, the person that's, well, I mean, um, this last one, she really did the bulk of the work. She's, she's really uh, taken um, uh, charge with this one as well. Um, you know, and William Mead, um, who, who is the teacher of web design, web development at the Art Institute, he, he took, uh, you know, the lead on the first one. I definitely think that they've done a really good job um, in organizing and in, in putting on the word camps and, and for sure. Yeah. Uh, the po- point was making, or oh, long-windedly making folks, um, was that in most word camp, I, ha- I see a healthy uh, meetup WordPress community is that you can have a, probably about four to five individuals that are really prepared to do a lot of the organising. And then you're going to have from 20 to 30, maybe 40 people. that come pretty regularly. And then you're going to have a wider group that you might see one or twice a year. Um, That's how it seems to work for me. And I think that's fine. I think it's really healthy just to have a core five people. As long as those people, kind of new people, come into that group and other people for personal business reasons for a period have to take a back seat. So it's kind of, it's still unofficially but reasonably open i think when it gets into trouble when it's just totally dominated by just one personality if you understand what i mean oh sally (laughs) (laughs) no uh but definitely you know you know i i i what you're saying what you what you guys are saying about your individual meetups is is exactly what i've seen and perhaps a lot of people uh, you know go through a similar thing uh, where we have we have about a thousand people on our list too, but you know we probably get anywhere you know depending on what the, what the format is you know anywhere from thirty on the low end you know um, to maybe like fifty on it on really high end. So there's like a big chunk of that that community that you're really not you know active participants so much. They're just kind of part of the meetup. Um. And I wasn't having to go with Sally. What, what I was, oh, I what I was pointing out is that she's been a fantastic organiser and she's really... But a lot of people, um, I'm interested in how she's managed to keep doing it because a lot of people burn out doing 
running it, basically, they just burn out. Have you stopped that from happening, Sally? Um, you know, I, I, it's partly because I still enjoy it. It's partly because although it does, it, it does take work. Um, it hasn't been burdensome and it's mainly i think because i'm still getting out of it and and uh, getting things out of it and you know i was a board member for the bay area consultants network for 10 years um and i realized that i had reached a point where i was just kind of phoning it in and that that meant that i needed to stop because it wasn't good for me and it wasn't and it wasn't good for them uh and you know if it gets to that point with this, you know, it will be important for me to stop because otherwise it's it's not going to serve the community. But uh, so far it hasn't because I, you know, I continue to love WordPress and be interested and enjoy interacting with people. And it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, it makes kind of a nice antidote. You know, I work by myself at home most of the time. And so it's an opportunity to get out and like actually talk to human beings, you know, in person. Uh, and uh, you know, and I have had pretty good luck finding uh, people to speak on different topics when it's not something that I want to speak on because, you know, I don't really want it to be the all Sally all the time show. Um, and, uh, you know, people also who uh, who help, Anka Moshoyu, who's, who's been on this uh, show before, uh, you know, we were, we started holding our meetups at her co-working space pretty early on and she's been, uh, very helpful. There have been a couple of times when, you know, at the last minute I wasn't able to, to make it and, you know, she just handled things, which was, which was really nice. So, it, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm stuck doing it completely on my own with, with no assistance or, or input from anybody. I think that would probably be kind of, of tough. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, any anything that depends on volunteers is vulnerable in a certain degree to either, you know, burnout or just the fact that, well, you know, your paying work might kind of eat your life for a while and, and make it, you know, not possible to, to do as much as, uh, as you might like to. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I totally agree with the points you're making. Um, there isn't one ideal. I think if you can develop, depending on the area, we always, you know, when I was active in the meetup, run, been doing presentations and really trying to get new people to join. At our best, we got about 20 people turn up, 25, I think. Um it was really difficult getting it to the level where you could um, have like that small group of four or five really dedicated people, um, which I think every organisation needs when it's um, like that, basically, John. No, and and yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, it's uh, the the big thing is just um, you know uh, maintaining the sense of of like, hey, like this is, is great. 
Um, like I said, like Sally, you, you know, Anka Mashu uh, with Tech Liminal there. I mean, she's a stellar person, you know, and, uh, you know, contributing that space. I want to ask you guys something that I wonder about too. You know, meeting people in person each month at, at WordPress events is, is almost like necessary. It's a, it's a good thing to do. But is it possible to be a part of the WordPress community if you're, if you're more of an introvert and, and maybe just exist online? Is there an end to meeting different people uh, in the community like that, Sally? Well, <clears throat> you know, I've, I have gotten to know people um, online uh, through uh, different kinds of places. I mean, like I got to know, you know, Mika Epstein and, and uh, Andrea Rennick ma mainly through Twitter and then later, you know, met them at uh, WordCamp SF when that was still a thing. Um, and uh, it is uh, possible to develop relationships online to, you know, I now belong to a, a Slack team for uh, Genesis and, uh, you know, you 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 do get to know people that way if you're if you're actually interacting with them regularly and for some people that's going to be easier uh, than operating in real life and to like you know I wouldn't have wanted to go to WordCamp SF you know a, 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 without knowing anybody at all and attempted to get to to meet people there because it's you know so many people and it's quite overpowering but if you've in some way developed a, a connection with people ahead of time and then you get to see them at, you know when you go to an event that's that's good so you know, I think there are def there are definitely ways, and I think that particularly if you live in a place where you haven't got a lot of a, a you know a, a lot of a local community, you're going to have to rely more on places to meet people online. And you know, I'm like the only person on the planet who doesn't use Facebook, so I haven't participated in any of the different Facebook groups for WordPress. But there are you know there are several of them depending on your uh, depending on your interests. Jonathan, thoughts on, uh, you know, interacting with people online, is is that a, a possible inroads to uh, being part of a community? Oh, I definitely think so. I think the possibilities now to communicate have um, never been wider um, or possible. Um, you, you, you know, I kind of met the panel through outreach. Uh, I've met people through going to WordPress um, WordCamps and they've become friends. Um, so, um, and keeping in touch with those people through Twitter or Facebook or Slack or... Um, the possibilities are much wider now, John, aren't they? Um, so, all, all for the benefit, really. Would you agree, John? I would totally agree. I, you know, and I think for me, like I don't really travel around a lot. I never really um, have in my life been. You like just a, live at home, don't you, John? I, I, I live within like a fifty mile radius of my home, pretty much, and so, um, you know what I mean. I, I, you know, I, I've always been that way, and um, you know, for me, like you know, traveling around to like different word camps, it would be like a big deal. Um, and so, like, online is, like, a way, like, participating. I haven't told him he's coming <laughs> to me to win Los Angeles and something else. Oh, no, sorry, John. 
Oh, no, that's cool. But definitely, like, you know, like you were mentioning, um, you know, when you, when you, uh, you know, kind of get to know people online through like Twitter or, um, you know, per, you know, participating in comments on their blog or, or whatever, you kind of get to like, get to know them. But, you know, when you do an opportunity to meet people, um, you know, face to face, it really does kind of uh, solidify it. Like, hey, this really is a cool person, you know? Um, That's me finished, isn't it? Ah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, uh, but, but, okay, so, you know, just point blank question, you know, like, uh, what kind of, is there a, you know, and, and I'll circle back to this with Sally, you know, like I said, there's, there's a lot of like, you know, especially like around here, I'm sure it happens in every single city. Uh, you know, is there a competitive advantage to being involved in the WordPress community when you build sites on WordPress? I think there is. Um, and, you know, it's, I don't think very hard about like, oh, who am I competing with? Uh, you know, right. for what? Because there is a ton of work out there, uh, more than any of us can do. Um, and I think it's, you know, not just being involved in the WordPress community, but being involved in any community, being involved in your local community. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I think that, you know, it's been a huge advantage for me, partly because it keeps me on top of what's happening and, and helps make me better at what I do. And it helps, you know, and it means that if I'm going to work on a project where I need a, a larger team than me, I know where to, you know, find people to, uh, to work with whose, you know, whose work I can rely on. And, uh, you know, now that I've been a speaker at a couple of WordCamps, you know, I can point people at the videos and they can, you know, kind of get an impression of me as a, you know, as a speaker, if I wanted to be speaking somewhere else, um, or, you know, they wanted to work, you know, considering hiring me for some kind of training. Uh, so I think it is a big advantage. I, you know, that wasn't why I got started doing it. And I think if you you know, anything that you're doing just for what you can get out of it, you will get a lot less out of than if you're yeah. doing something because of, you know, <laughs> of, of it, because you want to do it and, you know, thinking about also what you can put into it. No, definitely. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you say. Yeah, as in, you know, um, you're a lot closer to, to, you know, knowing like uh, how to do stuff. You're learning from like other people. You're, you know, following uh, things more closely. But not only that, you are in touch with a network of people who are, you know, know the code base really well. They know the tools. Um, so if you need help, you know who to reach out to. And lastly, as you said, you know, definitely when you've, speak in front of people in any capacity you can point to that and and people are like oh okay this person must know what they're doing because otherwise these people wouldn't let them speak in front of other people you know but it must benefit mustn't it john you know unless you know choosing social credibility obviously you're interested in the subject that you're open to discuss things and support the community they must be in the end you know i know it's overused term that but that karma should in the end come back shouldn't it john well definitely i mean you can't 
I mean, as Sally pointed out, you can't do things. Um, you can't like be in the, involved in the community with like the thought of what can I get out of this? You know what I mean? It can't be like that. Um, you know, you have to do it because you want to do it and you, you know, you can't just, um, you know, be part of any sort of group of people without wanting to, you know, participate. And honestly, like I love going to the meetups, not because of, you know, Oh, this person that's well-known in our little bubble. I might run into them. It's like the people that I, you know, run into each month that nobody knows necessarily who they are outside of our, you know, local community. And those are the people that I really most enjoy like talking to and I have the deepest friendships with. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really like, for me, it's like more valuable than anything else. Um, another thing folks, if you want a little tip, if you want to, um, build numbers up with a word, uh, meetup, you think you might be running, Try and get a sponsorship from a, a local business that can provide some free food. It always helps, folks. Uh, free food? Yeah, that's a great tip. Great, great tip. <laughs> it always helps to have some pizza. Yeah, our our, uh, our our meetup is at, you know, 1 p.m. on a Sunday. So, uh, and we definitely found that it was helpful, too ensure that there was going to be food there feed the masses folks with bread yeah. and fishes feed <laughs> me more <laughs> um anyway yeah definitely so what do you think like uh any anything anything else on the subject I think we've covered most areas folks and it's time to Bring this episode, this set of the hardcore team at the heart of the WP Tonic to end, John, don't you think? You're right. The WP Tonic posse is going to call it a day. And so, Sally, how do we find you? You can find me at WPFangirl.com. I am at Sally Getch on Twitter. And you can find me everywhere else. If you can just spell my name, I'm unique in Google. Sweet. Jonathan, how do we find you? Oh, it's really easy, folks. You can either get me on Twitter, which is at Jonathan Denwood, or do still answer my email. Um, probably not the same day, but if you've got a question or you want to get hold of me, just email me. At, and that's Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, at WP-Tonic. Excellent. And you can find me at my website, which is lockdowndesign.com. Follow me on Twitter, lockdown underscore, or follow my Facebook page. It's just facebook.com slash lockdown design. For the WP Tonic, I want to say adios, sayonara, arrivederci, aloha. Peace out. See you later and get your dose. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.